This is Modern Mindset, the show that picks the brains of the world's leading minds to help you unlock yours. I'm your host, Adam Cox, and joining me today, we have Johnny Nash, who is a coach from Johnny Nash Coach and uh, from Forte ICT, talking about how 85% of the UK are currently unhappy in their job. Johnny, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks so much for having me, Adam. Great to have you here. Um, so this is the time of year that a lot of people look at their life start thinking of making changes. And with 85% of the UK currently unhappy in their job, is that a key area that people tend to look at and they think, I need to make a change there? Yeah, what happens is after Christmas, when we may have indulged in too much turkey, maybe too much party, and you know, the realities of not winning the lottery again, um, starts to uh, hit home and then January blues set in it's bleak, it's dark, and then you start to get a bit self-reflective and you think, you know what, am I actually happy in what I do? Or do I have a sense of dread and anxiety? Am I getting a bit anxious about work and getting back on that saddle again? And those are red flags that should potentially show you that you're not in the right area, you're not in the right sector, and you're not in the right kind of career. Because I always differentiate a career versus a job. And a job is a means to an end. A job, you live for the weekend. A job, you live for the holidays. A job, you get a lot of kind of Monday anxiety feelings and January blues setting, all of those kind of patterns, as opposed to a career where you're more vested in. It's something that you want to do as a vocation or something that you're passionate about or something that you're aligned with that makes you actually want to turn up. Yeah, I think I think it's an important distinction because I think careers you're getting something back more than just the money. Might be you're learning something, might be fulfillment, something like that. Whereas a job, the moment the money's not there, that's it. You've, you've, you've kind of checked out, which I think is, a, you know, it's also vital in a, in a career. But, you know, if it's the only reason, that that's kind of going to be a job. Um, how do people, if they're evaluating their situation, they're feeling bleak, they're evaluating that kind of element of anxiety and those kind of winter blues, what do they need to do to kind of make a change? Do they make a change within their current employment or is it necessary for them to kind of get out of where they currently are to kind of find something that is right for them? Yeah, it's a great question. First and foremost, you need to do like a audit of yourself, a career audit. Um, and the most important yet the hardest conversation we can have with ourselves, Adam, is with ourselves. We have to be honest with ourselves. We should never fake it with ourselves, never lie to ourselves. Even though we're living in a world where it seems like a lot of people are faking it, you have to be true to yourself. So if you don't have a sense of direction of travel, then how do you expect to get to where you want to get to? So you've got to be honest with yourself, have a sense of direction, know what you want. I often ask people, so what do you want? And they go quiet or they hesitate. And unless you figure that out, you'll repeat the same cycle every January because you'll never get to that point. So it needs to start with you. And then once it's, you've, you've got that, you can then work out on a career plan. And there's four mm -hmm. stages of a career plan. First stage is to identify your skills and interests. Okay, so what are you good at? What do you like to do? Uh, the second is to explore career ideas. You know, what... Is there out there? And is the fantasy of something actually match with reality? Sometimes we put things up on a pedestal and then we actually figure out, you know what? I don't quite like this. It wasn't quite what I envisaged. It was more fantasy than reality. But we need to test the viability of it. Can we actually earn income? 
because we all need to make money, pay the bills, mortgages, rent, whatever it is. The first thing, we actually need to make a decision and take action. A lot of people procrastinate. They don't actually do. They just stay stuck. Um, and the last thing is to do achievable goals. Not New Year resolutions that everyone does. And then by the time the second or third week of January is off, you know, I haven't got instantly rich. I haven't got instantly fit. I uh, haven't got all the things that I was hoping for. It's short-term goals, medium-term goals, and then the overriding long-term goal. Mm, absolutely. And, you know, let, let's say that someone makes that plan and they and they start thinking, right, well, I'm pretty good at this. You know, here's my career goal. They start making applications. Um, what what would they, what, what's the best advice you would give someone if they're not getting the traction that they want? Maybe they're getting knockbacks. Maybe they're just getting kind of ghosted and, and there is no response from their applications. Do they give up? Do they go back to the plan or is there a different approach? It's a really good question. And you should never give up on yourself and you should never give up on your dreams. The problem is a lot of people are good at starting stuff and ending, but it's the middle part where most people drop off. It's, and when it comes to your career and job hunting, it, it's not fun. A lot of people don't find it a fun process. You know, it's going through interviews, going through applications, etc. And less is more. What I find typically happens with some people is that they have a spray and gun approach. So they do applications. Oh, I kind of fit that job. Um, I, I, that kind of fits me. Then they make application after application. And then guess what? Rejection after rejection. And because a lot of applications get uh, caught up with uh, the ATS system, which is the applicant tracking system. It's an algorithm that searches for keywords by these robots and automation, which is going to uh, run our lives in the uh, near future. Um, and you need to get over that in order to be able to proceed in terms of getting those applications and successes rather than constantly get that, dear John, dear Mohammed, dear Jane, um, thank you very much for the application, but unfortunately this time around you weren't successful, etc. But the first thing we need to understand beyond all of that, we all get rejected. We all have rejections. You're not the only one. It's an important mindset thing. Um, I think sometimes we personalize things a lot, so mm. it affects us. But I always say to anybody, remember, you know, failure is just a route to success and rejections is part of that. And we just need to just plow on, but we need to do it in a smart way rather than just get sidetracked or start to feel deflated and all those negative self-talk comes in. Oh, I knew I couldn't do it. I knew I'm not good enough, et cetera. And it becomes a self-replicating uh, process and a vicious cycle, et cetera. So you're not the only one. It's about having that bouncy bum factor, why? Mm. that resilience to get back up and keep going. Yeah, water off a duck's back if you do get that, that rejection. <laughs> and... What what would be your advice to someone that is looking for employment right now to immediately have them coming across in a more desirable way to a potential employer? Practice makes perfect. So practice your interviews, even with a friend or a coach or a mentor, whatever it might be in terms of how you come across. Maybe you have an interview for a long time. Maybe you got a lot of your jobs through referrals or recommendations. It feels a bit alien. Uh, to interview, uh, see how you, how your body language is, how your tonality is, because it takes less than 15 minutes for someone to make their mind up about you in an interview. 
and the rest, they go through the motions. So you've only got one chance. A lot of people come back to me after an interview. Oh, I wish I had done this. I wish I had done that. So we need to prepare, but not overly prepare where we come across as a bit robotic, too manufactured, too prepped, because people want to see what's under that engine bonnet. You know, who is Adam? Who is Johnny? Because everyone wants to make that right decision. People look for more reasons to reject than to actually hire. You know, if they can find the reasons, it's a bit like dating. I always say what I do in the headhunting world, I'm a matchmaker. I'm matching two parties. They're sizing each other up, seeing the chemistry. Do they actually want to go out on another date? Do they actually want to make the relationship permanent? But the best thing advice that I can give is a lot of our advertisements for jobs is out there, but many jobs don't even get advertised. So what can you do in that instance? It's about networking effective networking. I used to be a bad networker when I started. I felt networking was going to an event where I would just spray my business cards left, right, center. You know, I'm Johnny Nash, I'm Johnny Nash, but that's not networking. A lot of people are good at adding contacts, but they don't convert contacts into relationships. Mm. And it's those relationships that really are the currency of life that will give you those opportunities. Mm. And obviously a career is one aspect of someone's life, but it's, you know, you can have someone in a high you know, very successful, very fulfilling job, but maybe they don't really have, you know, a lot else going on in their life. How how important is balance in kind of any kind of fulfillment or career success? Yeah, I, I did once a social audio room about this, you know, what work, what life, what balance. You know, it's hard when you're in, a, especially in a, in a major city like London or any of the major cities where you're going like 100 miles per hour. That's why COVID was so good in some ways it gave it was a lot of negatives it was deeply disturbing all the lost lives and everything that went on the the positives were people were able to slow down reflect and think you know what do i actually want to get up at 6 30 in the morning be at that train station miserable as hell doing that commute feeling like penguins going up a treadmill um or do i want more uh do i want more balance do i want to spend more time with family do you want to feel like more emancipated? And that's why remote working is a big thing now with a lot of people when they look at opportunities. They want that flexibility. They want mum and dad to also help with picking up kids, dropping off kids. Um, and in fact, studies show you you're 10% more productive. So remote working is a big thing. And it gives that sense of more work-life balance because I believe more in productivity than busy. Busy is a road to nowhere. But unfortunately, there is still this mantra and mindset that it's that Victorian system. You must come in at this time. You must have your lunch at that time. You must leave that control and ownership, being in the office. It's changing a lot, especially in the world of tech, the more progressives in understanding what's out there. But work-life balance is really important because we spend on average 40 hours a week at work, 2,000 hours a year at work. So what affects us in a professional life will have a big effect on our personal life. And if you don't get it right, you'll hit burnout. You'll be quite difficult to deal with in your personal relationship. You'll be snappy, short. It might have a knock-on effects. It starts to affect your well-being, starts to affect your health. Um, so it's important to keep in check. And if you're not getting it somewhere where you feel like I'm doing 100 hours or so a week and I just feel like I don't have any time for family and friends, then that's a that's a reality check that you need to deal with to, mm. to, to look for other options. It's a clue, a clue to make a change. So you've got two main businesses. You've got your headhunting and then your coaching business. Tell us a little bit about those and where we can find more information on those. 
Yeah, thanks very much. Um, so I've been involved in this industry for, what, 25 years um, and I've placed over 3,000 people globally. So the headhunting side is Forte ICT. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, Johnny Nash on LinkedIn. Um, so my profile's there. Uh, also by email, Johnny underscore Nash at ForteICT.com. Uh, the coaching side, um, Johnny Nash, uh, 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 Johnny at Johnny Nash coach. Uh, you'll also find a lot of content that I do around careers or other areas on TikTok or Instagram, which is Johnny Nash one-to-one, Johnny Nash one-to-one. So you can reach me on my socials there. Amazing. I think a really important advice, particularly this time of year where people are kind of at a bit of a crossroads and they want to make changes. So that's Johnny Nash there. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. Thank you, Adam. And to you at home, thanks for joining me on Modern Mindset in association with Share Radio. See you again soon for more.